Well, I love pretty much most things about the making process. I like the designing. I love the love the making. I like the problem solving. Um, I think jewellery designers, by their very nature, are, are people that like tinkering with things and like testing things out. I love sort of seeing what happens if I do this. And so I'm quite a destruction tester, probably. I, I t tend to sort of play until it melts and, and, and push things to the edges so that I can see what happens and sort of explore the possibilities and sort of gives you creative solutions as well. I like the, the troubleshooting and the problem solving and creating new things. I, I, I like learning new things. I like teaching myself how to do something else. I, I, I think there's so many different techniques in jewellery that I'm never going to get bored and I, I don't, I don't, and well, I'm really thankful for it during lockdown and things because I, I always just end up losing myself making things and, and I love, I love playing in my workshop. It's my favourite thing to do. Hi, welcome to today's Ask Austin. Today I'm speaking to Sally Howe from Howe Fine Designs. Hi Sally, how are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Busy time of year, but uh, it's uh, it's all good. Sally, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, I'm a sustainable jewellery maker, which means that I make everything I possibly can. I make it myself and I make it out of recycled silver. And also I'm, I'm starting to use gemstones as well. So recycled um, well, sustainably sourced gemstones wherever I possibly can. Excellent. So what made you get into making jewellery? Well, I've always loved shiny things and I think it, it probably stems from when I was a child. My grandma always used to have the most amazing jewellery. And so I used to always love going to her, her house and looking through her jewellery box, which is like a little box of treasure to a child. So I loved the way that I'd get them out and she'd tell me stories about them. So I was attracted firstly to the actual item and, and how it was formed and what it looked like and the fact that it was shiny and reflective and but also the stories she told me were really sort of sentimental and they took you somewhere else which is kind of what I'm trying to do with my jewellery I'm trying to get people to actually buy jewellery to celebrate something or just not to be a throwaway item so it's something that they buy to comm commemorate something in their life that they want to celebrate or a person that they want to gift it to that they will really have a story and a connection. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do with my, my jewellery now. Yeah, I guess it makes it more personal when it's a situation like that, rather than just buying it for to wear once, for example. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really not into sort of throw away things anymore. I've, I've decided that I'm going to buy things that are quality, things that are handmade, things that are going to last last a while, a long while. You know, I want to buy, buy well, buy once, Type, type things that I don't like the throwaway society I don't like things that are ending up in landfill so I'm, I'm really trying to make things that are um, treasures really yeah excellent so you maybe kind of cover part of this but what what do you like most about making jewelry the process and what do you least like about it well I love pretty much most things about the making process I like the designing I love the love the making I like the problem solving um, I think jewellery designers by their very nature are, are people that like tinkering with things and like testing things out I love sort of seeing what happens if I do this and so I'm quite a destruction tester probably I, I tend to sort of play until it melts and, and, and push things to the edges so that I can see what happens and sort of explore the possibilities and sort of 
gives you creative solutions as well. I like the, the troubleshooting and the problem solving and creating new things. I, I, I like learning new things. I like teaching myself how to do something else. I, I, I think there's so many different techniques in jewellery that I'm never going to get bored. And I don't, I don't, and well, I'm really thankful for it during lockdown and things because I, I always just end up losing myself making things. And, and I love, I love playing in my workshop. It's my favourite thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> so have you got a workshop in the, in the garden then? or is it? No, it's in the house. Oh, in, brilliant. Your spare bedroom. <laughs> it's now a workshop. Yeah. But I've got like three workbenches, polishers, the business. I've got oh, lots of stuff in here. So it's no longer a bedroom. It's got a sofa bed in. Yeah. I would have to move a few things around to put somebody in here. But uh, <laughs> very occasionally I do that, but not very often. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I used to design title sequences in television, so really it was sort of moving graphics as well. So yeah. I, I've got a really good idea. Well, I trained originally as a typographer, so I've, I've got a strong sense yeah. of typography and lettering and, and styling. Mm -hmm. That has always been really helpful to me. And then I trained as a, an art teacher, so I've, I've always been really into creativity and and making things and think, mm -hmm. having things looking beautiful is part of who I am and what I do. Yeah. Fab, excellent. So where, where do you get your ideas and your inspiration for your designs? Oh, so many places, art, life, um, nature, places I go to, people I meet, history. I can get ideas from anywhere. I, I take loads of photographs. I'm sort of a keen amateur photographer as well. So I think life's just really inspiring to me. I, I, I get inspiration from everywhere and, and when I, I meet a new customer they give me inspiration by just telling me a story so I, I like to sort of have sort of brainstorms and I use also Pinterest a lot yeah. for getting ideas and um, sort of getting ideas pulling them together as well so I, I might get loads and loads of disjointed ideas that gradually can come together and make a, a really nice design in the end so I, that's kind of one of my favorite things to do really sort of I think it's another thing of problem solving and creativity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I enjoy I, that side of things. Excellent. And are your PCs all one offs or, or do you kind of not mass produce, but do you do the same the same thing more than once? Um they started out being um I made sort of things that were sort of hand stamped and things and mm -hmm. were so I've got things I've got probably um like this necklace here you can see oh yeah it's like Absolutely. a hand stamped necklace yeah. with uh, an initial on it's difficult to show to camera but um, so I refined all my skills by by offering um a sort of a range that were, yeah. were relatively simple I've got hand stamp empowering rings and things like that and then I started um casting a few things so I've got things like um these um this one here is uh, a Star Anise, which is part of my Christmas limited edition range. Excellent. It's only available from to uh, December. So that is actually a cast one. So I send that for casting, but there's quite a lot of hand finishing as well. So um, that, that was how my range developed. And mm -hmm. then I've started to take the bespoke commissions a bit more now, but I'm, I'm gradually gonna refine that even more so that actually 
I, I will probably phase out a few of my lower end items and yeah. that actually head more up market because I'm going to start selling um, faceted gemstones and gold as well. So it's going to be yeah, quite a transition, but uh, I'm quite excited. And, and I guess it's good, to, it's good to evolve as well, not just stay still, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And um, I would, I would rather make um, fewer numbers of pieces that are actually much more beautiful and much more um, meaningful. So I think rather than churning out the mass production, I, I would definitely prefer to be sort of a little bit more individual, a little bit more creative, and and actually a little bit, a bit more special, really. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. What um. What does a normal day look like? You were saying that you're you're obviously really busy at the moment, getting geared up for Christmas. But what you know, in general, what does a normal day look like for you? Um, I generally will get out of bed at about quarter to seven. I um, grab myself a cup of tea and um, head to my computer. Actually, I go to uh, a get it done session, which is online. It's part of uh, Janet Murray's community, but uh, we literally turn up to a meeting say what we're going to do for 45 minutes have our cameras on it's a zoom meeting like this but then we literally put in the chat what we're going to do go away and do it like on the computer or whatever and and then do something so i tend to have sort of a chunk that i need to get done the night before so that i know that when i come onto the computer at seven o'clock i know exactly what i'm going to do for that 45 minutes so that's a really good thing i can do social media planning or i can do um pinterest pinning or i can make an email or i can um design a landing page or design something that i need for that week so each day i generally will do that because i'm quite productive in the mornings and then i go on and and, um do a to-do list sort of of things that i need to do so i've got like written on paper things that i need to do today that i literally just go tick 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 and they do um and then i tend to do um a task that is making or designing i tend to try and chunk so that i'm more organized because i think if otherwise i used to be a bit more scatty and i used to sort of go off doing this that and the other and, and never get quite enough finish whereas now I'm I'm better at sort of chunking like an hour of this and then a cup of tea uh, an hour of this a cup of coffee you know <laughs> I tend to pace my day with a little refreshment here and there but uh, it, not, it works not too much coffee no it works <laughs> for me only because I think I, I I like to sort of have a target and then see a reward so that, yeah. that's quite good for me yeah yeah, yeah. But then in the afternoon, I um, tend to do some learning or development. So I might go to a, like a little um, class that I'm in an online community that I go to a class or I might do sort of a social with somebody that I'm supporting or mm. have a, a meet with somebody because I think being a maker, it's quite good to uh, actually touch base with a few people. So I've got a few communities that I'm actually in that I really enjoy that aspect of it as well. Yeah. But um, and then I'll go back to making probably. Um, generally, it will be a trip to the post office a couple of times a week just to get everything posted out. But uh, and and in the evening, I, I do sometimes do some making. But sometimes I know that I'm quite tired, so it might be the case that I make some time to sort of to cook something for my 
my children and my husband or just have a bit of a chill time for a little yeah. while because I think at that point you end up thinking ooh <laughs> being quite productive and I need a little break but uh, yeah generally I try and pace myself and uh, I'm quite good at keeping going for quite a lot but I know when I need to stop I tend to sort of get to listen to me yeah, what's going yeah. on with the body in my head I like I like the fact that you um you cut everything up into sort of bite-sized chunks. I think that's really, really good to do that because otherwise you do just get yeah. stuck in it and, you know, you end up three hours later, you're like, what have I actually achieved? Whereas if you set little targets. It's something I've literally, the last two years probably I've got better mm -hmm. at doing that because I realised I was really sort of not very efficient. Yeah. So I've been really trying hard to be more efficient and more productive and actually um, some of the communities I'm in have, have taught me a lot about that so it's really really helpful that leads on to artisanry you're obviously part of the artisanry community how did you get involved in that i think i saw um one sent me a message about the fact that she'd got the community and so mm. then i booked a call with her to find out a bit more because i sort of was a bit intrigued because it sounded like she'd got sort of a nice idea yeah you know, when there's a new community starts up, you're never quite sure, but I really am loving it because particularly it's, it's, it's really supportive. It's, it's all makers, which is really important to me because I think I went on Etsy for a while and I was not, not, not happy there. I didn't yeah. really feel like it was what it used to be. I think it, it, there's a lot of people that have done really well, but it's not what it, it was. I don't think so. Uh, for me, I prefer to have my own website, but actually I, I do like the ethos that mm -hmm. we've got at our sunry and things like their coffee and chats. Mm -hmm. um, that it's nice that you can actually meet people because it's on Zoom and um, it's really, really good that you can sort of exchange ideas and put into chat. And there's some really experienced people in that community now. So if we can share some of our best practices, it's, it's helping all of us, which is, I love that. It's sort of the rising tide lifts all the boats type of thing. So yeah. I can help people, they can help me. And it sort of feels like a nice friendly community and very supportive. People yeah. are buying from each other. And that's really nice because small businesses need all the help we can get at the moment, don't we? Especially at the moment, it's, um, I, I guess that's where communities are really coming to their own, isn't it? That you know, you said earlier on that you're part of a few communities, but, um, you know, yeah, absolutely. This is the time for, for everyone to kind of help each other. And especially when we get out the other end, we'll all be better for it. Yeah, I definitely think it's worth investing in yourself and your personal development and also the community side of things. Mm -hmm. I think actually it's really short-sighted to, to not be in communities like that because I think mm -hmm. the support you get is far more valuable than even the cost because yeah. I think it's amazing and people then they, they become your buyers your supporters yeah. your advocates I mean I've had probably more people buying from me that I've met through online communities mm -hmm. than ever this year yeah it, it means so much more when you've actually had some sort of contact with people yeah and I'd yeah. rather buy from people that I know, like, and trust, mm -hmm. either who I've met in real life or I've seen them on videos and things that I can just, you can just tell whether people you are can. genuine. Yeah, Ab absolutely. I think when you can, and I think Zoom's really helped with that, that as well, because you can actually see people as opposed to just being on a phone or 
an online chat. I kind of used to say that actually because I didn't used to even turn my camera on on Zoom. I was just, I hated it. It was just the thought of turning up and like people, I don't know what it is, but it's very, very strange how your head works. But uh, I've kind of got used to it now and, and pushing myself to actually appear on things like this is like quite hard first of yeah. all, but after a little while you just get chatting and it's quite normal. Yeah, and I think to be fair, it's kind of been thrust upon us all, you know, um, especially even like office workers and stuff that have had to start working from home or using Microsoft Teams. And, you know, the expectation is that you will sit with your camera on and whether you're sitting in your joggers or whatever, no makeup on, um, it doesn't matter, you know, everybody's in the same boat and yeah, you just get on with it. It's just getting used to it. It's quite leveler actually. Yeah, yeah. I think you don't need to put on any airs and graces anymore. No. I think it's it's actually made people realise what the proper values are and, and people are real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's no, yeah, absolutely. You've got somebody coming in disturbing you or, you know, yeah. the alarm goes off. <laughs> yeah, so be it. Like, Someone's at the door, I just need to nip and answer the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So, um, do you, I mean, I guess obviously because of COVID, you'll not be out doing craft fairs and that kind of thing. Is that something that you, you attend normally or is it all kind of online? To be honest with you, I've done a few craft fairs and I did the um, the one in Harrogate, the um, Country Living Christmas one two years ago, and that was really good. And it was really, really nice to meet people. And this year I did it online. It wasn't quite so good because no. I think the online one is just on Instagram. It's not quite the same. So I, I, I must admit, I did like meeting people and I was really lucky that I did a pop-up shop in John Lewis um, just over two weeks ago, actually. And that was brilliant again for the same reason. And it meant that actually you can sort of test out some of your ideas on potential customers, yeah. customers that, have bought from you previously that pop in to see you and it's actually really really nice to be able to sort of talk through a few ideas and and get get those firmed up and sort of really get sort of endorsement that what you're doing is right and when you meet your ideal customer and they're they're loving everything you're making it's like so nice yeah, yeah it's really cool yeah and i so guess like, with jewelry as well it, it's the kind of product that you really need to see in yeah. the flesh almost I think so. I mean, I've recently had photography done, but I haven't had everything done. I've got 20 products that I had photographs taken to uh-huh. start with. And actually, it makes a big difference because my photographs, although I try hard, it's not quite the same as having a professional doing it. Yeah. And actually, um, I've noticed that it does make a big difference when you've got better photographs. People are more likely to, to buy because they can see what it's more like yeah get it but i always did have the opposite thing people that i knew bought it more and then when they got it they were like oh my god this is really lovely when they got it so any any new customers were sort of almost surprised it was better than they thought it was going to be that's a bonus (laughs) (laughs) but people like the packaging and everything now as well which i did invest in recently so uh yeah it's funny and obviously your graphic design background would come in handy there but it's funny you should say that about packaging because you know what it's like when you get a new phone like, I like Apple products and their packaging's fantastic you know you open up it's like wow that's half of the experience isn't it yeah. though you don't use the box do you no yeah. 
No. It is really nice though. It's that sort of soft touch. Yeah. No, exactly what you mean though. It is beautifully done. Yeah. That's all part of the brand as well, and it especially if you want to kind of operate at that kind of higher level, people kind of expect that, don't they? Yeah. Well, I try and make mine um, an experience when you actually get it. You're sort of unraveling the layers, so yeah. I, I might have an outer wrapper that is got nice tape and stickers and things, yeah. and then an inner layer and I won't give too much away but yeah. it's it's like touchy feely it looks nice it's some shiny things and uh, things like my, my boxes they've got the sort of gold I don't really can see it gold yeah, yeah. and my, my packaging the um, little fair trade eco cotton but they've got oh, nice. they've got gold um, I don't know if you can see it it's different yeah. oh yeah but they've got um, gold foiling and it's 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 like nice it's touch. really nice quite yeah. pleased with it yeah good yeah. so in terms of people want to follow you you mentioned the website on the social media channels as well yeah I think my main platform is um, socials is Instagram so I'm at how fine designs on Instagram I'm the same everywhere to be honest with you it's all at how fine designs so I'm, I'm on Pinterest I'm big on Pinterest so uh, I, I love Pinterest it's great <laughs> It's good for sort of ideas and resources yeah. and raising your profile, driving people to your website. So I'm going to be doing more about that in the future as well. I've just written a course for somebody. Um, I'm also on Facebook and all the usual places, Twitter, etc. So. Oh, yeah. Okay, listen, Sally, thanks very much for your time. That's been great. Oh, thank you very much. I've really enjoyed chatting with you.